Hi everyone, you're listening to episode 27 of The Cheerful Cynics with me, Gaia, and Golden Goose, Pooch. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast and you're listening on iTunes, please rate us. Also, if you'd like to get in contact or if you have any questions, you can email us at thecheerfulcynics at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at the Cheerful Cynics Podcast. How's it going, Pooch? I'm so bored of Brexit and coronavirus. Oh. <laughs> Right. It's that's that's all there is in the news this week and last week. And it's just same old, same old Brexit. Are we in? Are we out? Who cares anymore? Oh, I, I think we're out now, Pooge. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I've been trying to stay away from some of the, the boring news, at least. Yeah. A bit depressing, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it's way yeah, too depressing. It's tough time. But I did see some interesting stuff about astronauts. Uh-huh. Did you hear that they've been baking cookies in space? Yes. Space cookies. But not as we know it, right? Yeah, I mean, not the, the fun ones. <laughs> the fun ones. Because, <laughs> you know, you don't want to be in charge of a multi-billion dollar spacecraft when you're intoxicated. Oh my God, imagine <laughs> the chaos that would ensue if they were all really high up there, just going nuts. <laughs> I know, they should do it one day, just just to see, right? <laughs> just out of curiosity. Yeah, that would actually be really interesting though, right? Gra- zero gravity plus being so high off your face. Yeah, just to look out the windows. Look at the stars. <laughs> billions and billions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm not sure why they're baking cookies up there specifically, right? In the first place, right? Well, oh, yeah. Why? I think it's to see if there's a way to make long duration space travel more realistic. So it might be nice to have freshly baked goods instead of those long life packets that they're eating now. I mean, yeah, that would be great. But mm. specifically cookies? Just start with cookies for the hell of it. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it was just like that. I think it would help, you know, if they felt homesick and stuff that they could smell the cookies. And maybe it's just because it's easier or it, it's just fun. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Exactly. Right. It's just a bit more going to be cool. Yeah. But I don't know how it works, though. So you just kind of a cookie just floats around in an oven or around the spacecraft or, or what? <laughs> how do, the logistics <laughs> that baffles me. <laughs> so apparently each cookie was sealed in this special baking pouch and it was basically cookie dough that was in these pouches and then they were cooked in a special basically a space oven on the international space station oh wow so it's, it's really cool enough yeah to go around right no no they weren't even allowed to eat it pooch they had to send it back to earth what sucks so <laughs> I know. so so they sent these cookies back yeah back to earth. yeah and what, they're going to crop up on eBay so we can all have a little oh taste God. or what? <laughs> Tell me someone has already put up some fake space cookies on eBay. Oh, there must be there. Yeah, right. There must be there, but probably kind of homemade space cookies of another variety. I'm oh, sure. yeah. Yeah. Don't buy those ones, guys. <laughs> Especially not on eBay. <laughs> exactly. But do we know what it will taste like? like? Is it something magical up there that, you know, is are they using stardust and fairy oh, dust? Or... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because... Like even though it got sent back to Earth, I don't think anyone's really eating it. So they're they're doing experiments on it. So scientists are just checking that it's food safe and you can actually eat it and stuff. But I don't think we're there yet to start eating it. Uh fair. Enough. I guess we don't know the impact of like I don't know all that stuff up there, yeah. like radiation and oh, yeah. something That's Van true. Allen belts and all, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Billions and billions of weird things. Up oh there. God. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess yeah, they got to test it right, but to see if it's edible. Yeah. I mean, but if it's edible and it's fine, that's really good because that will improve space missions, right? It would be awesome. You could have some real food. Oh, man, that would be amazing. I'm guessing if you've been up there for a month or two months Mm. and somebody bakes some fresh cookies. Oh, my God. But then if they burn it, then you're screwed. You can't open a window. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. It would just I be like it. smoke everywhere. <laughs> so if it goes well, it's amazing. It's a high-risk maneuver. Everything smells like burning. Everything, everything is high-risk. Your space just smells of charring. and Oh, yeah. That would be cool. It would be amazing up there, though. Yeah, it really would. And I think one of them did say that it started to smell like fresh, freshly baked cookies as well. Temptation. Oh, glorious. Yeah. It'll be an issue with you, I imagine, because you have no self-control. I know. I mean, right. I would be that idiot that ate it and then died because it was like, she died of radiation or some other <laughs> space shit that happened. <laughs> I told you, Gaia, no cookies for you. <laughs> not allowed. <laughs> I don't have any self-control. <laughs> they bake five cookies for experimentation and then there's only four left. <laughs> and there's crumbs all over your face. <laughs> Oh, that would be cool. I wonder what it will be next. Mm. So you start with cookies because that's a fun sort of little bite-sized thing. But what could you move on to? Huh, cookies. And then, I don't know, next level stuff. Like macarons. <laughs> you, you want a French <laughs> uh, French patisserie up there. Yeah, I want a bakery in space. <laughs> then I'll like be a happy. a little drive-thru. <laughs> a little drive-thru for aliens. <laughs> Got my profiteroles on their way. Oh, yum. Space profiteroles. Oh. I've heard they used to have um, astronaut ice cream. Okay. Is that a thing? I, I think even if you go to the, the science museum in, in London, yeah. you can buy astronaut food and some of it is like ice cream or something like that. And it's just freeze dried. And you, I think you have to mix it with water or something until it's oh, edible. Damn. But it doesn't sound fantastic. I can see why they want cookies. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope it is edible <laughs> and everyone will be happy. I will be cool when they actually move to a, a seven course tasting menu. <laughs> yeah. Michelin star, you know. <laughs> They'll just start sending up chefs and you don't actually need the engineers or anyone. Oh, Gordon Ramsay, off you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is not a cookie. <laughs> yeah. You should put Gordon Ramsay and Jamie Oliver together in a space station and they'll just like kill each other. Do they hate each other, really? I think their TV personas do. I don't know if they do in real life. Wow, that got morbid. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a crime. It would be a crime, wouldn't it? Have you heard about the first ever space crime committed? No, is this is this like Jamie Oliver and Gordon Ramsay killing each other? Chopping each other's fingers off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, according to authorities last year, um, an astronaut was accused of logging into their ex's bank account from space. Whoa, really? Like the ex's bank account, they just, just logged into it? Just logged in, yeah, a bit what? of an invasion of privacy while they're in space. Can you do that from space? Yeah. How do you do that? That's incredible, right? What are the laws in space? Is that is it like international waters where you just have treaties and stuff? I have no idea. <laughs> but it's a good point, though. Like, apparently, what? NASA was investigating it because it's on their computers. And I think they've said, oh, it's a US thing. Oh, so right. they're looking into it as a US kind of crime. Okay. But it does get you thinking. If a UK person commits a crime up there, then they'll be subject to UK law. And if you're US, you're subject to US law, you know, et cetera, et cetera. That could be really confusing if two people of different nationalities did something to each other and it was illegal for one nationality but not for the other. You know what I mean? Oh, like wearing Winnie the Pooh outfits. Tune into last week's episode to find out what the hell we're talking about. Oh, God. Could you imagine if a Polish person brought Winnie the Pooh up to space? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit messed up. But interesting, they do have some space treaties. Okay. Like they've got the Outer Space Treaty, which basically makes it illegal to place any weapons of mass destruction in Earth's orbit. Which oh, is God. great. It's crazy <laughs> that they've thought about this. They thought, you know, first things first, before people start going into space, you're not allowed to use it for weapons. And you can't put any WMDs on the moon or 
just anything else you find floating out there. Oh, my God. Thank God, man. I mean, I'm glad they thought that far ahead because, you know, people would actually do that. Yeah, right. It's like Bum they were thinking thumbs. about um, evil geniuses, like James Bond style geniuses. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, we've made it illegal anyway. So you definitely cannot do that. Does Elon Musk's um, space car count as a weapon of mass destruction? <laughs> Is that still up there? Let's <laughs> just keep going round and round. <laughs> Is that just like space debris now? Is that just in the way? That is littering, and you should not do that in space. I mean, we do that enough in the in in the UK. We do that enough on this planet where we just like destroy the Earth with all of our non recyclables and stuff, trashing the Earth. We shouldn't really do that in space. Exactly right, and I, I think it was in Australia hmm. somewhere where I think it's an Australian satellite fell down to Earth somewhere, and they got oh. fined for littering. Well, yeah, I mean, it is littering. Also, that could kill people, right? Could have killed someone, yeah. But speaking of like collision and things, have you heard about? The space collision that actually happened in 1997. Like a collision in space? Yeah. Oh my God, what happened? So it was the Progress M34 and it was it was an unmanned Russian spacecraft. It was sent up to space to resupply the Mir space station. So mm. it had things like food, water, fuel, gear and all that kind of stuff. And given that the Mir space station was up there for like 10 years, so it would have a lot of these resupplies over its period. 10 years yeah, that's 10 incredible years. just in itself right i know it's been that like must really years. smell you really want to crack a window open you know <laughs> i mean so so what happened yeah so because it's unmanned so one of the astronauts mm. on the mir space station took over the remote control of the progress for it to dock like mario kart so it's like a video game yeah so but a lot more stressful than mario kart i think yeah there's no banana skins on the floor <laughs> there's no exploding turtles or whatever oh it is oh my god <laughs> could you imagine if that shit was up there in space as well like everything already can kill you there and then you have all that stuff as well <laughs> it's just another hazard right <laughs> oh my god it's insane so, so what happened did they, they just had a proper crash what what happened yeah so so the so the steering was done by this astronaut and it was done via live camera feed. And it was really difficult because the, the depth perception on it wasn't very good. So it ended up coming in way too quickly and way too close as well. So it, it basically ripped a hole into the hull of the Mir space station. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. So it's just like just those are the worst possible words you can hear about a space station. Like ripping a hole in a space station. Right. That could kill everyone. What the hell, I man? Know. That's insane. So the space station was basically spinning uncontrollably and losing quite a lot of oxygen. And I don't know, I think I would have just died from like panic and fear. <laughs> yeah, this is why we would not make good astronauts. Because, <laughs> you know, I'll just be there just filling up my spacesuit with bodily fluids oh, during this <laughs> stressful time, right? <laughs> That's why it's not going on my LinkedIn, man. <laughs> I'm not going to be an astronaut. <laughs> my strengths do, with that do not shit. include. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Man, you just think about how dangerous it is up there. Yeah. Literally, any, anything you do up there is like terrifying. Anything is life threatening. Mm. You can't get away with anything. Yeah, I know. Right? So that's so. What happened after that? Then so they're, they're spinning uncontrollably. Yeah. They're just about to die. Yeah. Thankfully, in all of this chaos, they managed to radio ground control. Um, and they were then able to remotely control the thrusters to stabilize the space station. It's ridiculous, Paige. And then the astronauts oh. basically sealed off that section of the hull and saved their oxygen. 
I mean, standard day in the office, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, all this is kicking off. There's a hole in the space station. They're all spinning. They're running out of oxygen. Yeah. You just pick up the phone, you know, just to, you know, hello, you've reached the astronauts hotline. Um, <laughs> you're in a queue of seven astronauts. Oh, God. We will be with you shortly. <laughs> and then what? They just very calmly make a phone call and say, hi, it's just us. Have you got a moment? Can you help us out? Yeah. Sorry to interrupt <laughs> whatever you're doing, but we are about to die. And then they just oh, did it from God. Earth. So they just did some magic from earth and it kind of remote control oh my god and everyone survived yeah i mean i'd be so shit in that situation i would just be useless right, and i would just be like no i'm done we're dying here let's just accept that fact yeah just get, let me eat all the cookies we're not taking them back to earth Where are those cookies just shove them in my face <laughs> i'm gonna die anyway i might as well eat that yeah exactly i'm going out with a bang damn it i know it's but, i mean that just shows how incredible these guys are so right. incredible. So these astronauts put under so much pressure. They, they go through all that training and stuff like that. But none of that training prepares them for that. It's, it's just, they just do such amazing stuff up there. It's, it's really crazy. So there's one uh, astronaut who basically ran a marathon in space. What? Yeah. What, to where? <laughs> I mean, how does that work? It, that, around the space station, just annoying other people. <laughs> just running up and down <laughs> just running, oh get off get out <laughs> well they had a treadmill pooge <laughs> yeah, that, yeah okay fair enough <laughs> that makes a bit more sense <laughs> so this incredible astronaut is called sunita williams and she is a nasa astronaut and she was signed up to do the boston marathon in 2007 she basically figured well i'm missing it because i'm in space so i think i'm just gonna do it anyway Damn, that's something I'd never think about doing in space. <laughs> no, it just sounded really incredible. So she was harnessed onto the treadmill to basically stop her floating away, right? Damn, well, I guess you have to be, yeah. Yeah, you have to. And and she was saying that sometimes the harness was so tight that her entire right leg went numb, but she still ran. What the hell? Yeah, that's... <laughs> she kept running anyway. She, she ran a marathon in space with one leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> also, you know, because it wasn't hard enough, uh, she said that because she was sweating and there was no air to basically dry the sweat off, all the perspiration just stuck to her clothing. So she found it really difficult to move because you're basically running underwater, aren't you? Oh, that sounds claustrophobic. You're in a sweat bubble. You're just being drenched in water <laughs> and it, it's a biathlon, right? You're, you're running and swimming at the same time. That is... <laughs> <laughs> I think the best thing of all, actually, is her fellow astronauts tried to help her with snacks because obviously you need snack breaks while you're running a marathon. They were just like throwing food towards her. <laughs> just what, like a, a Japanese game show? <laughs> this yeah. sounds like one of those crazy Japanese game shows. There's going to be a hidden camera in the corner. She's strapped to this this treadmill and they're just oh throwing what, random bits of food? Chicken leg. I Cookie. think it was like little pieces of orange and stuff. So she was saying that. It was basically floating around while she was running. So on top of doing all of this stuff, she had to try and catch the food in her mouth. <laughs> Could you imagine? Why is this not a Nintendo game? This would make an incredible <laughs> Nintendo game. <laughs> this is such a good idea. And, she, and the, the really funny thing, she was like, oh, I ended up missing most of the food because I couldn't get it because it was just floating around. Yeah, obviously. It's like Marathon Mario over here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's a me. <laughs> She's incredible, honestly. She did it in four and a half hours, Pooj. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Basically <laughs> pretty underwater, good. trying to catch food with a dead leg in four and a half hours. <laughs> So she's 54 now and she's essentially a captain. So I guess you can call her a space captain. I mean, that is pretty cool. She is so cool. 
I was listening to a podcast on space travel. They were talking to astronauts and they were saying that any sort of space travel is just impossible without Velcro. Velcro? Yeah, one of the most simple inventions. Velcro. It's just impossible without it. Otherwise, you're going to have stuff flying all over yeah, the place. You're going to have all your tools just floating here, there and everywhere. Yeah, everything else will just... You can't really harness everything with like buckles and stuff. Velcro is easier to kind of like pull on and pull off when you've got like gloves on. Oh, that's so cool. It's, it's really cool that something that's, that has been invented such a long time ago is still actually pivotal to the space exploration, right? I know. I, I just disregarded Velcro about 12 years old when I thought, you know what? I've got shoelaces down to a T. <laughs> I don't need Velcro. Velcro is for children. Yeah. And then you look up in the stars and you've got astronauts who are just literally just always using Velcro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's for the cool kids too. So when are you going into space, Guy? How are you going to make this happen? I don't know if I'm going to be good enough to go into space because I can't not eat cookies. That's true. Uh, uh, your self-control is horrendous. I can't let go of those cookies. <laughs> no. But would you run a marathon in space? I wouldn't run a marathon on Earth, Booch. Why would I do it in space? Oh. With a dead leg? Catching food and being in like a sweat bubble. <laughs> oh, it sounds amazing. <laughs> That's what sets them apart from us, right? Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I guess we'll never be a, a, an astronaut anytime soon. No, I'll just be on my sofa and they'll be running a fucking marathon in space. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe you can get a sofa up there. You get a little couch. <laughs> maybe you can have a really cool den. You got a little couch. You get a nice view of the earth from while you're up there. It's That'd like Chris cool. Hatfield. You know, is it Chris Hatfield? He took up his guitar to space. And oh, he did okay. a cover of, um, oh, what's it? David Bowie's song. Ground control. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. so Yeah. He actually funny. did it in space. And it's so good to watch because you can see the earth in the background. He's floating around. That's so nice. But I think it's time for me to eat some cookies now, Pooch. Okay. We've been talking about it way too much. Cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I need cookies. I think this is all we have time for this week because I need to find some cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with your friends. Remember, you can find us on Instagram at the Cheerful Cynics Podcast or get in touch by emailing us at thecheerfulcynics at gmail.com. Have a good week wherever you are. Bye. Bye. Bye.